So that's why I think it's very important definitely to take care of the team, to take care of their, their flourishment, to, the, to take care of their development, but at the same time be sure, and that's why self-regulation is so important when we're talking about emotional intelligence, to take care of yourself. Once you are good, then you can definitely do a lot of good also for the team. I think it's best if we can just jump in. Are you ready? I am. Perfect. Thank you. So hello and welcome back to One Step Ahead. Today, I have the great opportunity and really an honor to talk to Professor Andrea Longaretti because I have received so much great feedback from various students who visited Professor Longaretti's masterclass on positive psychology and leadership. And they came to me individually and said, Alexandra, you have to talk to this professor. You should share this knowledge. This is so, so helpful and lucky me. Here I am. I have the great opportunity to interview Professor Longaretti. And yes, hello and welcome. Would you like to introduce yourself first? Absolutely. Thank you very much, Alexandra, for the invitation. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very glad that you invited me, first of all, and that you keep organizing these activities and podcasts on such interesting topics such as you know, the magic world of positive psychology, well-being, and, and of course, leadership. And I'm in Dublin because I'm, I'm basically meeting with all the European offices that we have at IE. I just came back from a visit to LinkedIn where we had an interesting conversation and presentation on trends, skills, and you know everything that is going on and this big change in, in the workforce uh, that we're seeing. Uh, we just met with, uh, with alumni working at LinkedIn, with former staff working at LinkedIn. So it's uh, you know, a very strong IE community here in Dublin. Thank you very much. I'm also very curious because I know that you have recently talked with the team from LinkedIn about what kind of skill set is going to be needed today and also in a few years. I would love to jump in and ask you, what is positive psychology? What can I understand under positive psychology? If we want the formal definition, we say, well, let's say a scientific study of the strengths that enable these individuals to flourish, to live a fulfilled life. In an informal way, I would say that, you know, positive psychology can be translated into everything good that we want in our life. To me, the core of positive psychology is basically saying that we need to force, uh, we need to force ourselves and our brain to make the shift from only looking at the negative aspects of our reality, the, you know, the reality we live in, our emotions, so on, towards also the many positive aspects, things, experiences that happen every single day and that unfortunately we don't detect because of many reasons. And one of them is definitely the setting of our brain. But the good thing is that we have the opportunity to change the setting. Of course, you know, it requires time and effort. But if we really want to change this view, it's possible. And more importantly, it works. Thank you very much. And I love that you emphasize that you do have a choice. You can control and train your thoughts. May I ask you? Why do we tend to focus on the negative? I mean, if we can really decide what to think and therefore how to feel, 
Why do we human beings tend to focus on the negative, even though there seems to be so much positive outside? That's because of our past. Uh, it's not something that we decided it was a given for us. And it was a setting of the brain that 2000 years ago, a thousand years ago used to work perfectly because in the end we had to have something natural within us that allow us to defend from dangers, the constant danger that we had every single day. The problem with this setting is that we are basically bringing the same, the same setting of the brain today, but the reality that we live today is way much more complex than before not only in terms of you know danger and so on but for example in terms of the fight for our attention our attention is basically you know on on the spot there and we have a lot of technology mainly technology you know coming in and try to steal our attention right and the thing is that you know many times our attention goes again towards the negative aspect towards the danger is something that on one side it attracts our brain and on the other side also it has much more effect on our brain. So that's why this combination can be dangerous. I always say to me, the negative emotions are like a shout. And so when something negative happens, the brain goes there hundred percent full attention while the positive emotions are like whispers. They happen, but most of the time we don't recognize that. And basically working on your, let's say positive psychology side is trying to make the shift that I was mentioning before and being much more aware of these whispers. The more we do that, the more we do, you know, these exercises to detect this kind of whispers, the more we'll be able to automatically detect them. So again, it's like going to the gym and train and train and train. In, in this case, we need to train our brain and it takes time, but it's possible. Thank you very much. And I'm really concerned because PwC has recently published their new year survey on stress levels, especially focusing on young adults. And they can see that the stress levels are increasing every year for 10%. And the reasons are various. For example, worries about the financial stability, work-life balance, and financial crisis and so many aspects in life that seem to be negative and really making us feel bad. And this is also an increasing trend. That's why I want to ask you, how can we train ourselves to be more positive? How can we make a better change in our mindset and therefore make sure that we feel better and are less stressed? It's, it's a very good question. And, and what this report says is absolutely true. And there are also, you know, reports coming out every single year from, from Gallup and so on, basically saying that the level of stress, for example, at the workforce is growing uh, nowadays. And we, we, the latest data that we have from 2022 and in a few months, we're going to have the, the data from 2023, but we're at the highest level of stress at the workforce. Uh, in general. So the, the trend is there and it's absolutely confirmed. To reply to your question, I believe that definitely there are a lot of, uh, you know, very practical exercise, but like from a, a positive psychology standpoint, I would say that we simply have to look at the, the PERMA framework. That is the core of positive psychology. PERMA framework is basically the framework through which we explain what positive psychology how to increase our level of well-being and happiness. P stands for positive emotions. E stands for engagement. 
R stands for relationship, positive relationships. M stands for meaning, and then the A for uh, accomplishments. Well, these are the, I would say, the, the elements we can leverage on to actually increase in every single day uh, our level of well-being. In terms of emotion, we already said that. I mean, we definitely have positive, negative emotion every single day, right? But imagine before going to bed, you start kind of training your brain and write down three positive things that happen in your day. At the beginning, maybe uh, it's uh, weird or even hard sometimes to find positive things, but that's a good way for you to get used to this kind of activity, this kind of focus. Uh, the importance of a positive relationship, the importance of embracing the, the community, the people around you. And also, for example, the engagement. Engagement me means to find ourselves in those situations of flow right? Where we basically are there, we're doing an activity that requires some sort of challenge and we don't even realize the time is passing, right? So these are very theoretical, but at the same time to me, very practical uh, solutions to actually on one side, increase our well-being and on the other side, decrease the level of stress, right? The thing is that we need to train ourselves to find and detect what these situations are. Journaling is definitely another very practical activity that you can do in order to lower your level of stress, analyzing what happened during your day, for example. And meditation, uh, very common nowadays. A lot of people talk about meditation. Still, not many people actually do uh, meditate, but it's actually one of the, the main exercises that you can do just two or three minutes. It's not much but that allows you to, on one side to decrease the level of stress, on the other side to increase the level of happiness, especially if repeated at least across a week's. That's a great advice. Thank you very much, honestly, for sharing your knowledge, your insights and your valuable experience when it comes to enhancing our mindset, well-being and emotions and how we can shift ourselves and improve our quality of life that's really really great thank you You're may welcome. i ask you because i know that you are in great connection with different recruiter teams and that you've recently talked to the team of linkedin about what are great leadership skills for the future what are skills in general that people need in the future so i'm here i am curious what skills should we develop to make ourselves future proof it's another very interesting question. And of course, I mean, we can discuss about trends in the future uh, and skills and so on. And, and of course, I can mention data skills, uh, analysis and so on. To me, those are sometimes sort of given. But if you look at the trends in the future and actually the conversation with LinkedIn confirmed that, if you look at the trends of the future, I would say the top 10 skills that most of the recruiters require are those uh, that we used to call soft skills. They are very much related to, um, to leadership, to communication, to empathy, and so on. I would kind of summarize them into the big category of uh, emotional intelligence. You know that, you know, Goldman uh, many years ago, started with this idea of emotional intelligence for leadership and that IQ, so basically our intelligence, uh, the way it was measured was definitely something, a set of skills that is important, that was important and still is important, 
uh, something that you can work on by studying and, uh, and learning every single day. But at the same time, there was another category that for many years was not given much importance. And that is this category of emotional intelligence. And I can tell you that uh, within emotional intelligence, we can find self-awareness, we can find social skills, a group of skills that at first you say very soft. But the thing is that if you look at the trends, whether they come from LinkedIn, whether they come from um, the World Economic Forum or Gallup or so on, you will see that in most of the cases, maybe the name is a little bit different, but I can tell you that the big category uh, into or falls into this big group of uh, emotional intelligence skills. The more technology, the more complex workforce we're going to have and face, the more, you know, human relationships uh, are going to be. Interesting. Thank you very much. What would you say, what makes a good leader? At this point, leader uh, has to be more and more coach in the sense that he needs to flourish. And we go back to the definition of positive psychology at the very beginning, so the aspiration uh, to flourish in our life. But he needs to flourish through the team. And he needs to take care of the team, you know, to make sure that, you know, everyone on the team can aspire to that. And that's why I call, you know, this leader sort of a coach, right? But to be a coach, of course, you need to have a lot of empathy. You can train that. And that means basically understanding also other person's emotions, other person's situation. That's something that requires time, attention, effort. Uh, but also at the same time, uh, it's very important to say that it's very important to to give and take care of the others. But at the same time, it's very also important that before doing that, you need to take care of yourself. There is an, an interesting study related to professional performance, and they measure the professional performance through what we can call givers. So the ones that basically always are available to uh, to give, you know, five minutes to anyone. Then we had the matchers, those basically asking for five minutes, but at the same time receiving five minutes, let's say. And then the, the takers, uh, those who always ask uh, for the, these famous five minutes. And they measure that the best performers actually are the givers. So the ones that are always available to give time to others. But at the same time, the worst performers are also the givers. And because we had two different levels of givers, right? The ones that actually give time to the rest of the team, but before they take care of themselves. But if you don't do that, you know, uh, most likely you're going to fall into the worst performance, right? So that's why I think it's very important, definitely, to take care of the team, to take care of their, their flourishment, to, the, to take care of their development, but at the same time, be sure, and that's why self-regulation is so important when we're talking about emotional intelligence, to take care of yourself. Once you are good, then you can definitely do a lot of good also for the team. Thank you very much. This was really, really insightful. And I've already learned so much from you. And because I highly value your experience and what you're teaching and what you have already learned and the research you're doing, May I ask you, what piece of advice would you give your younger self in your 20s? I know you're still very young. I know you're also very young in your head and that you try to learn more and more. But I want to ask you, what would you tell your even younger self today? 
what I learned in my in my experience is to be kind on one on one side and and try to do a lot of oh, the majority of the things with a smile. It's not easy, but in the end, it's kind of the core of you know what we teach and try to learn in positive psychology. And it's you know this forcing your brain to always try to look at the positive side. There is always a positive side. That doesn't mean that you need to avoid any. A negative situation that's actually the opposite you need to tap into that but then at the same time aspire to something better and also i would underline the element of uh, patience i think that especially nowadays i i believe it's uh, having patience is something to me very important that gives you more time well uh, dedicate time to learn and stuff and then especially when when it comes to to work advancement in, in your professional career, I would say that patience, at least in my case, it was definitely something that it worked well. And uh, I would recommend, you know, the young population to have, because sometimes I know it's difficult. Sometimes we want everything now, but that's not always, you know, something that I, that I recommend because sometimes we're not ready. And uh, the thing is that many times we don't know and we make mistakes. Thank you. This was a beautiful end. Really, I highly appreciate all of your knowledge, your insights, your very valuable advice. To be honest, what you've just said, um, it reminded me of our last conversation when we said, listen to understand and not to respond. And I highly value this when it comes to you that I feel like you really want to understand things. You try to explain things and you're sharing your knowledge. And this is the highest service when you ask me. So thank you very much for your time, dedication, for your effort and for sharing your learnings with me and my audience. I highly appreciate it. Thank you. No, thank you very much, Alexandra. Thank you very much for, you know, your dedication to this podcast. Uh, it's it's really interesting. Uh, and you put a lot of effort. I know that. And it's very professional. I like also, you know, this kind of conversation. I will definitely follow it more and more. Um, but thank you for the invite. And, and, of course, happy to, you know, share anything that I know and that I try to practice every day with uh, with you.